Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now. Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact? You can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. It. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Hey, good afternoon or good morning, everybody. It's Ryan Amato here from uh, Amato Painting and Amato Media. I wanted to jump on today and um, do a do a podcast of, of just me and my my thoughts that are going on. Um, obviously, most of us are stuck in the house. We're from Pennsylvania, so we're definitely um, stuck in in and around the house. You know, although I do go out and. Um, uh, try to uh, do what I can do, and it's packed out there st- still. So people are not heeding the the word of um, usually people who are are more well versed at what you should be doing and not doing in this time with this coronavirus. Um, we were ordered by the governor to to shut down operations um, two days ago. This is Sunday, so that was a Friday. Uh, and for some, that's that's very difficult. I mean, some people definitely live day by day, uh, week by week for their paychecks. Um, but I mean, you have to you have to remember that anything can and will happen, and you have to prepare ahead if you can. I understand that some people can't. So, how did this affect our work? This affected our work in, in many different ways. Um, it shut us down. So we were in the middle of, of painting jobs. If you don't know that we oh, I own a painting company, interior and exterior painting and commercial painting uh, and epoxy floors. Um, what what happened to us is we're in the middle of one, two, one very large epoxy floor uh, in a in a manufacturing facility. So not only are we shut down, we have shut down that area for production in that facility. Um, so we have put in a, a waiver of an exemption to try to at least get in and do that, um, safely. Um, but now our other work is for interior and exterior residential painting for people who own their own houses. So we may have been in the middle of somebody's house and just have to stop. And you might say, well, you know, you could probably just sneak in and, and get it done, but, uh, it's just not worth it, guys. I mean, you get somebody sick, um, or you get sick yourself. I mean, nobody knows what's going on, so not worth it. Um, it's a great time to step back and take a look at all of the systems in your businesses, what's working, 
what hasn't been working, how you can you can address those things. You can do them right now, um, especially if you're the owner. I mean, just jump right in and get these things done now so when, when business starts back up, you can implement these changes, whether that's your, your overspending. You know, one good place to look at for a business, especially for us, do you know how many apps that you're paying for that are, you know, they might only be $5 a month. They might be $10 a month. They might be $100 a month. Go down and see how many you have because I'm telling you for us, it was, um, it's a lot. You know, you have an app. We have an app for if I need a picture or I need an extra video to put in to edit. I have apps for, um, for uh, tracking customers and clients and, um, I have apps for everything. There's an app for everything. But at the end of the day, if you're spending, you know, four, five, six hundred dollars, you know, onwards and upwards in apps, do you really need them? Um, so I shut down most of the ones that we don't need. It's a great time to go back and take a look at what you're using, what you need, what you don't need. Um, same goes for anything in the business. So, you know, do you really need those those new tools? Do you need um, do you need that expensive extra car that you have in the business? Uh, these are all things that you have to look at because remember, uh, as my accountant always said, every dollar going out is coming directly from your pocket. And that's a basic way to look at it. That's not always exactly true. Uh, and I get it. Sometimes you have to spend money to make money. It's an investment in, in whatever it might be, marketing in your business itself. But at the end of the day, you have to have a profitable profitable business. If not, you're not going to be in business. So if taking a look back, I like to step back right away and I start from my first process. What's the first process of any business? It's when the customer usually um, calls you for us. So we take a look at that process. Uh, how does that phone call go? Are we capturing every person that calls? Because remember, every person that calls you is costing you money. There's an acquisition cost there somewhere. So that might be in your in your marketing, um, in, in advertising. The, the customer is not free. It's not okay to not call somebody back or take a day or two to call them back. I want people called back. I want the phone answered. But if that's impossible, which at this time probably is, um, we want them called back as soon as possible because if you don't call them back, somebody else is calling them back and that's who's going to win the business. For me as a customer, I appreciate it when people are timely. And if they're not, it gives me a good indication on how the job's going to go. So we're looking, at, we're looking at that first initial phone call for somebody in the office and for us, that process is pretty much a simple one. You're looking for basic information, but we want all the information at that time. The person on the phone is essentially prepping the customer and the client for the estimator who's going to go do that estimate. We're asking questions such as, what is your budget? And I know a lot of people will say, oh, you can't ask, you can't talk about money. But trust me, you can certainly talk about money. My best estimates are when we talk about money. Because I can walk out of that estimate with the job. If I leave there and we don't talk about money and it's a complete guess on what their budget is 
and, and they don't know what I'm going to give them as a price. Nobody has any clue on what's going on. We can't discuss it. I can't explain to them why the job might be this much or it might be that. Um, and somebody else is going to swoop in and they're going to take that customer solely based off of a low price without question. It happens all the time. Discuss the budget. So our first initial phone call, we're discussing the budget. And it might be a simple question is, do you, ha do you have a budget for this project? And most people will say, I have no idea. I'm just looking for pricing. And that's okay. But we asked. Because when I go on the estimate now, I'm going to dive into that a little more. So the first call is fact-finding, data entry, and making sure all these estimates are aligned. You know, I don't want to drive from, you know, two minutes from the, from the office and then 30 minutes to another estimate and then back towards the office. So we're trying to coordinate all this together. We want to make sure it's, it's the type of work that we do. So that whole initial phone call is very important. It's super important, maybe the most important. Once the estimate process goes on, we run out, do the estimate. We're looking at that process. How's that process going? How many estimates are we closing? Are we closing too many? Are we not closing enough? And then we have to look at why. Is it a pricing issue? Is it an estimator issue? Is it just a customer issue? Could it be the time of the year where there's so much work going on and what happens is contractors will just start throwing out very high pricing. So uh, typically for us, we have a better chance of winning the work when we're in, a, um, in the middle of the summer and there's no other competition because nobody wants the work. When it's busier in the winter and everybody's looking for work, pricing gets tighter. So you have a lot more competition and then it's the value that your company can bring to somebody's house or business. It should be. It shouldn't be a price thing. It should be a value. What kind of value are you bringing to your clients? So we take a look at that. What are we actually bringing to our clients? Are we bringing value? Or are we just going through the motions? So we take a look at everything. Everybody should be held accountable in your business to make sure that the customer is having a good experience. And if they're not, it needs to be addressed right away. That might not be the owner's issue, but at the end of the day, it's the owner's issue. For us, it's a project manager that, that is, is taking upon all this um, stress. It's definitely stress, uh, but it, all can be, it can be success and it can be failure and it could be some in the middle. Not every job goes good. Not every customer is good. And not every painter is good every day. Sometimes people have bad days. The mark of a good business, any business, is making sure that we can do everything possible in our means to make sure the customer's happy. Now, some customers are never going to be happy, and you're, it's very tough to win those people over no matter what you do. And I'll guarantee you that if you run into one of those customers, it's happened to other contractors in their house before. So we're looking at all this. How's our project manager performing? How do we judge that? For us, I'm judging it off of revenue. Are we getting through all the jobs? Are we not getting through the jobs? Are we taking those jobs and pushing them into another month when they should have been done in January 
and now they're being done in February or March. That's not a good indication of an effective project manager. Are the jobs being paid in a timely fashion? Again, I'm judging that off the project manager because I know if I'm on a job site myself, you can, you can manage that job site. So on that last day, that customer is prepped and primed to hand you a check. If you finish a job and aren't paid on that last day, and this is not indicative of every customer, but if you finish a job and are not paid on that last day, good luck because they're going to say the check's in the mail and they might not be doing it to, to be you know conniving or try to steal money or steal the job. But you know as well as I know that check in the mail might take a week, might take two weeks, and it might take longer than that. And you know what else? They might find things that they now need you to touch up that they didn't see before because they're sitting around the room just looking at it all day long. So we want to, again, make sure that our project manager is effective, prepping and priming the customer for a completion. And a successful completion is one that the customer's happy and we're paid. What else does the project manager have to do? They have to make sure the painters are happy. Are the painters happy? One thing that we're going to do is we're going to start surveying the painters because I want to know how the project manager is doing and how happy or not the painters are. Without doing that, you're never going to know. What's going to happen is painters will quit and never tell you why or they're going to leave angry, um, leave you a couple nasty messages and be gone. And unfortunately, in the painting industry, it's a revolving door a lot of times. They go from one company to the next company to the next company, always trying to look for happiness. So we want to know right away, what is going on? What's going on? Is the project manager effective? Is he or she timely in their calls back to the painters? Are they helpful? Are they set up for success before the job starts? Or are they just handed an address and, hey, go paint that, that house? Because if, if that second thing happens where it's just, hey, here's an address, go paint this house, and they show up, and they're not prepared, here's what happens. They show up, they don't have the paint. They don't have the proper equipment. They have to now go out and run and get it. It looks bad on the customer's end because they think they're not prepared, and they're right, they're not prepared. It's not the painter's fault, usually. It's the project manager. So we want to make sure that the project manager is fully capable and ready to effectively do her or his job as a project manager. I think of a project manager much like a, um, a director of a movie. You know, they're, they're putting all these pieces of, of a puzzle into place to have a, to have a great uh, movie that you can go and watch and you think, wow, that looks amazing. It's the same for a job. If one thing falls off, if the job's not prepared, if the paint's not ordered, if you ordered the wrong paint, if you scheduled incorrectly, um, things start to fall off. The customer starts to get questions in their mind, and you have some major issues to deal with, and you're always going to be putting fires out. It's very clear to see how a project manager is doing on our end because you'll see customer complaints go up. When the customer complaints go up, I have to sit back and say, okay, 
what's going on because it's not every painter that's bad. There are good painters. There is bad planning. So that's usually where it lies. And I bring that back to the project manager. That person is ultimately responsible and they'll have to discuss that. So that's another area to look at. Your, your day-to-day operations. Your costs, as we, as we just talked about. What can you reduce? Do you have more than one person doing the same task? This is a great area to save some time. What happened to us was we had so much work. This was probably a year or two years ago. Just, I mean, it was unbelievable with the amount of work coming in. So we just kept hiring and hiring and hiring and hiring, and we had a full office staff going on. And when we, when we slowed down and I went back and took a look at it and we went through processes, well, geez, we had you know, three people doing the same process and nobody doing it well. So it's very important to know what your processes are. I like to write them down. I would like to have everybody else write them down. Um, sometimes they get stuck in the day-to-day operations and they're just stuck. They're stuck in day-to-day stuff, never thinking ahead. And that's really not a leader. You want people who can plan ahead, and think ahead. And yeah, you're going to have people in places where they're just thinking about day-to-day. That, that happens and that's what they do. But we want people who are thinking you know, a week, days, months, a year ahead. They're the people you want to be around. Because for something like this virus, maybe they planned already. We were in a good position right now because we mostly use subcontractors. We have very little employees, so we only had to lay off one person currently. Um, And we're still moving ahead as we can. And once we're ready to go again, we're just ready to jump right back on board. I look at it as a great time to go through all our processes, as I said. So we went over the phone call. This is for us, for a painting company, the initial phone call, which is very important, the estimate process, and we went over the day-to-day operations of the job. So everything else you can look at is marketing, your marketing budget. Where are you spending your money, and where are those jobs coming from? Um, You know, it could be sponsorship requests that you get all the time. Are they actually bringing you money in? Are they, you know, bringing you good vibes from the community? Because that's very important, too. Um, You don't necessarily have to see tangible work come in because you sponsored a baseball team. Um, But when people think of your company, they think about somebody who's in the community and helping people. That's important, too. Um, are, Are you spending money on magazine ads? Are you spending money online with Google? Or how is it going? Are you tracking it? Or you're just throwing out money out there and trying to see how it goes. So we've 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 addressed and surveyed all of our marketing budget and we've shifted it. So uh, there's a little more competition in our area than there was even two, three years ago. So we have to adjust. And that's what you always have to do. You have to be a step ahead. Uh, right now, TikTok is is huge. Um, and I'm, I'll tell you, if I went around and talked to every other painting company in the area, I'm sure nobody uses TikTok. The progressive ones do, and I know who they are, and I see them on TikTok. 
because I deal with a lot of painting contractors across the United States. How do you monetize something like that? We're not really sure yet, but we're working on it and we're getting huge views on TikTok. Um, you know, putting videos out, putting content out, that's very important. It's another area to look at. Um, just putting a picture of a bedroom out there that you painted for us is boring. I see other companies posting things like that, and it's just totally, uh, I mean, you might as well just save your time and, and use it somewhere else. I mean, be creative, throw some videos out there, talk to your customers, talk to the painters, um, talk to the office staff, put them on video and throw it out there. It's a great time to go over your social media content um, plan. Um, and if you're looking for a social media content calendar, you know, reach out to us. We do, we do a lot of that. Um, I've tracked mine for the last two years and I have a, a calendar that I could share with you. We do offer some services for social media, uh, content creation as well as video creation, as well as do you want to do a podcast that, um, essentially is an advertisement for your business. We can also offer that to you. So we went over the phone call. We went over the day-to-day -day operations. We went over the estimating. We've gone over marketing. What else can you look at? I mean, you can look at um, anything that you cost you money. I mean, do you need the office that you're in? Do you need all the cars that you're driving? Do you need new uniforms, new T-shirts? Do you not need new T-shirts? I mean, anything you're spending money on, you have to take a look at to see if you really need it. I think this week we probably went through and I probably saved $1,000 a month just on little things that we don't need. Now, when it gets busier again, um, the key is to not bring those things back because you didn't need them in the first place. It gets a little confusing when you have a lot of money flowing through again and you're looking for you know the next big thing so you're trying this app you're trying that app you're trying this process that company this coach you have to keep your focus straight not get confused with all the shiny things coming around you so that's the blog for today i mean with the coronavirus we're we're playing it day by day you know hour by hour really we don't know what's going on i don't know what to tell the people uh, should they come to our office? Should they not come to our office? Uh, probably not. Um, they should work remotely. We can do everything remotely. Um, but, you know, I'm still in here doing videos and podcasts and social media content and everything I can possibly do. So I just want to have uh, everybody stay safe and have a good week. And I'll talk to you soon. 
Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Hey, everybody. Thanks for listening to my podcast. If you're looking for social media content for your contracting business, painting contractors, carpenters, electricians, any type of contractor, please check us out on Instagram at Amato Media or check us out on LinkedIn. We can definitely help you all out. So have a great day.